0: welcome everyone to another episode of the tangent space podcast i'm john k Hias. and i'm brandon anderson today we're
1: going to talk a bit about immortality this one's a old subject for me uh, since you know i used to as a kid always wish that i would live forever it was like a dream i would be a scientist and figure out how to solve that problem <laughs> Uh anyway, I thought this for a, like a bunch of years until I got to college and I was in some class and I wrote an essay or like a short story I think about living forever and I was like doing some research for it and I went around and asked a bunch of classmates and people I knew about, you know, obviously they wanted to live forever, but what did they think about it or <laughs> whatever? But super surprisingly to me at the time nobody answered that they wanted to live forever they're like why would you want that (laughs) like found it really shocking it was not in line with my worldview Uh, so I kind of stopped and rethought all that Uh, what was I really trying to do here Uh, anyway I don't know I haven't really thought about it much since then I don't know sort of Life is plenty on its own. But, yeah, now I'm kind of on the fence again. You know, what what I would actually like. John, would you like to live forever?
0: Yes. (laughs) No. I'm too old for that shit, man. (laughs) No.
1: No, I still haven't... I don't know. Yeah. I think the last time I actually thought about it, the... Where I had landed was that I would like to live longer than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. But that would be good enough. <laughs> that would be good enough.
0: Doesn't have to be forever, just has to be more than you fuckers.
1: <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I, I gotta revisit that. This was a while back. But yeah, the thought was like you know you once you'd live past all your friends and stuff, and you're just like, right. uh, fuck it, <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> Related question, while we're on questions. Mm-hmm. So, did you have mm-hmm. a time when you felt like you were not immortal, but didn't feel your own mortality? Like, is there a point where it passed? And reflecting back, you're like, oh, I definitely thought I was like invincible, or you know, didn't no. have those consequences. No,
1: no, I don't remember a time. I don't I don't remember any revelation either. Like mm. it was just kind of a weird gradual understanding.
0: Cuz for me it was, How about you? It was definitely yeah. bike accident. When I was in the hospital and I was sitting there I was really? like holy shit. I wasn't freaking out cuz I was on some good painkillers. But uh-huh. but I was definitely thinking it was very bizarre that I was in a hospital and I couldn't imagine I was ever going to be in a hospital unless I don't know it just there was no unless it just didn't seem like a a thing that would happen. And then afterwards, very distinctly, I remember, you know, you'd see like the videos of people falling down or being hurt and you'd laugh. I never could really look at them the same again. It just like, I always like felt it. I don't think I had that. What's the word for it? Like not compassion or sympathy. There's some empathy. Yeah. Something something like that. I just didn't feel that kind of physicality, I guess. And then afterwards I did and everything was just, it just completely changed. Mm. So I didn't think, I never thought I was invincible or immortal, but after that happened, I realized I never really felt Interesting. consequences. Interesting. Like, I didn't understand yeah. them. So
1: just some reference though, this bike accident, John, I was with him when this happened. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. We were riding from campus home and yeah, John got in a bike accident. We like flipped over the handlebars and landed right on his face, like broke his whole face. It was the most messed up yeah, thing. It broke like, the cheekbone. Yeah, got helicoptered to the hospital and stuff. Yeah, it's he's not <laughs> exaggerating. Really. Yeah, it was not good. He's, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I get you. So were you like more timid after that, you think? Or did it like affect your personality at all?
0: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't ride a bike for a little while, but then I got back on it. And mm-hmm. I don't really think about it in the moment. And I've definitely done stuff that's more dangerous since then. Um, right. I don't really think about it in the moment, I suppose. And then, yeah, it just kind of changed the outlook of certain, like I said, when you view certain things, and it's just, Hmm. you kind of understand it more. Um, Maybe it's because when I was a kid, I didn't really get hurt. Too, I mean, like, I broke a toe and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, had pneumonia and stuff like that. But nothing, I guess nothing that felt serious. Right. Nothing, no reason, like, when I was in the hospital once for, like, an x-ray is not a big deal. That was still kind of weird, but yeah so maybe maybe that's why i just wasn't leaving it leading an adventurous montanan lifestyle
1: (laughs) yeah well i don't know you can certainly live in montana and i could hurt but yeah i wonder about this like i was just having a conversation with a friend of mine has a young son and they're like people were being very careful about making sure he never got hurt and like Mm -hmm really like and and it's a thing nowadays to talk about how reckless we were back in the 80s and 90s or whatever and and no one lets you do that now i don't don't know how true it is really but it's talked about at least and anyway i I mean if that really is a fundamental like thing to get you to understand that you're mortal i could see it being a pretty personality changing thing especially when you're young like that naturally i want to say you should know that you're going to die so that you act accordingly right like Mm -hmm. i feel like you you make the best decisions when you know what's going to happen
0: so you think it serves a purpose like you know like feeling pain and things like that some sort of yeah warning
1: yeah i mean otherwise i mean what if you just like thought you had forever right
0: yeah does that um you know to bring it back to some meat? is there any good examples of like lazy immortals hmm. i feel like sometimes they've grown weary of life because they've done everything and they try everything but it was never like they right. knew they had forever so they just kind of waited around for a few centuries
1: that's true yeah they're always there is depicted i don't know i mean they're not, we could start talking too about like what are the usual immortals we see in stories like i think a go-to for sure is vampires yeah vampires that's like the classic. And then, and then you do see that you see that like boredom, mm-hmm. right. Or the, like you're saying weary, but yeah, you're right. I've never seen like a vampire. That's just, eh, I don't want to learn anything. I'll get to it. There's time. I'm just gonna
0: procrastinate and yeah.
1: <laughs> watch TV if for a, a few seconds. procrastination centuries.
0: doesn't uh, <laughs> occur for immortals. That's maybe a major hole there in, uh, some storytelling.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, species-wise, right, even, like, biologically, um, it looks like compared to short-lived species that we really procrastinate and take our time a lot, right?
0: Yeah, I think that that difference in time scales you'll see played out mm-hmm. sometimes, right? And just, yeah, you know, what matters to you if you're only living for 80 years versus a 1,000 years. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then, of course, I mean, there's the, like this is a classic one, the motivation of the people that are mortal, right? The, the whole Troy, the God's envy us type of thing. And the, there's things with vampire stories about this too. Like, right. We savor our lives more and everything is precious and we act faster and like have all this motivation. Cause yeah, we know that there's not enough time. Yeah.
0: yeah. And how much does that make, you know, people make themselves feel better that they're not immortal
1: yeah yeah see that's the thing i don't know i don't know we would, don't have any stories we from immortals say that exactly and we just have made up stories yeah. from us about immortals yeah <laughs> that's a very good point
0: <laughs> i mean do we envy a uh, you know a dog because they live for 10 years or something do we think they savor it not
1: yeah i've never heard anyone say that
0: yeah i mean lots of things live less than us so
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I meant about before when I said I would like to just live longer than everybody else, like (laughs) enough to feel like I didn't die unwillingly, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it's still finite. So I like I still have that pressure, right? There's a difference between, you know, us and comparing to dogs because we know we're still finite. It's not like we're really living forever compared to them.
0: Yeah. But I mean if yeah. there's someone who lived to be, you know, can live to be three mm-hmm. And you can only live to be eighty or hundred. Right. You know, that's Ugh. that's a pretty that's a huge thing. I mean, especially with how much we think the world changes these days. Yeah. Three hundred well, years, can you imagine? Jesus.
1: That's a magic number. I remember thinking that would be a pretty ideal. I I think because of Dune. <laughs> yeah, that number was thrown around and doing it at some point because of the spice
0: <laughs> oh is that what that did make the lifespans more like 300
1: yeah it just like made you high or whatever slash able to navigate space slash see the future yeah. slash live long <laughs> <Like, laughs> that's some weird side effects dude like. some good shit <laughs> yeah yeah man but that seemed like a good amount of time. I could deal with that. Yeah, okay, so what do we got? Uh Vampires, gods, cyber stuff. Yeah, then we got it got all heaven. pretty
0: serious. I thought we were gonna talk about like elves and like nanobots and Oh
1: shit yeah. Like Take us take us there, John. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna talk about elves?
0: <laughs> well it's on my list of uh immortal stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. The classic, and it was a lot of that, of, uh, you know, some of them would get weary of being old, the classic Tolkien elves. They would get tired of being old. um, Oh, that's true. And they envied men for their mortality. But they didn't sit around and do nothing, right? They were always trying to do the next big great thing and be like gods and...
1: Mm. Yeah, it was a pretty tumultuous world though for them too. Like, they really couldn't just chill.
0: Well, they could. They were in the nice, you know, the nice. What was it? Undying lands. They're all happy. Oh, those ones. I'm talking oh, about old true. school. You know, uh-huh. they could have had. They could just stayed there, but they didn't. They had to go. You know, make some jewels and do some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my summary of the Silmarillion
1: make some tools <laughs> dude we gotta have
0: a Silmarillion episode Ah, oh, some good stuff
1: yeah there's some good stuff in there right. and it really is better as a summary right. than is right I think but, the whole I, but I think
0: that's what's interesting about that book is for people who don't know right it's like the mythology of you know the Lord of the Rings world Middle Earth from Tolkien but you know it has all creation myths and all that but then it has you know beings around elves running around with the gods and doing their own thing, but they're immortal. So yeah. that yeah. might be a more extended version of, you know, like life of immortals than in a lot of other yeah. media.
1: Yeah. The elves, I don't know, certainly were more refined. That was like his universal effect, uh, maybe of our immortality. I mean, if it wasn't just their race, but
0: well, I think like they're supposed to be more... more godlike too, in some ways, more yeah. closely, you know, modeled after gods.
1: The elves feel in some ways a bit like aristocracy or something. Yeah. You know, or like some sort of feudal thing where you have like shitty, shitty peasant class. Mm -hmm. And then you have the the elves, right? The people that have the fine stuff and what have you. And probably from their perspective did live a lot longer. Like everyone else is dying of (laughs) plague when they're 25 or whatever. Like, and these people in their nice clean homes Mm -hmm. are living to be 80. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. You, know, you have that today too, right? Difference between life expectancies in more developed right. nations versus other ones or by racial lines or class lines within a country. Right. Yeah. And so like somehow we conflate the, the thing about immortality with wealth,
1: right? So the, the tastes of the immortals happen to be the tastes of the wealthy. But really it's because you live longer because you're wealthy, not that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're living a long time, you just happen to like richy stuff
0: yeah
1: yeah nice okay so what else were you saying you got elves and nanobots what
0: (laughs) nanobots religion you know Mm -hmm. we got got holy grail we got afterlife heaven we kind of touched on a little bit Um, but also old school like elixir of life like Taoism as a religion they would practice alchemy and they would try to find you know the elixir of life and knowledge and a lot of that Uh involved mercury So they would constantly be eating small amounts of mercury, which is extremely poisonous. Um, But you had to like build up a tolerance to it. And yeah, then, you know, so that was not great. Definitely doesn't make you immortal. But there Mm -hmm. would also be then the more like internal alchemy, trying to get your own bodily parts and being stuff to, you know, produce that within yourself. So kind of a different view of that. But the the idea was the same, right? That was immortality Mm -hmm. or transcendence, enlightenment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard things like, you know, fasting and stuff that in general slows your metabolism will make you live longer. But it always seemed like a like not a win. Like, yeah, you lived longer, but you sort of like lived in slow motion.
0: Hmm.
1: Right. And that doesn't seem like you did any better. I mean, technically you were here longer, but you did less. Yeah. So
0: you you, uh, multiply it out. (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know anyway but people are trying to do this like there are whole Mm -hmm. companies and to try to work on life extending
0: yeah i mean they approach it from you know i guess a lot of aging research is i mean you call it aging research and quality life but i mean the real goal there is to make people live longer live forever
1: yep yeah, and so, yeah, this is a interesting question. So there's a couple bits to unpack. I mean, one, what is it that that's causing us to age, right? And yeah, that's, that's really a big not question. very well solved. Right. We, we can get into that. But two, is it on purpose or not? That's kind of tight, right? Like, are we programmed mm. to die? Is it
0: a needed because evolutionary it's, thing?
1: It's evol- evolutionarily necessary, or do we just die because... It's hard to replicate a lot mm-hmm. and not
0: yeah, well, there are immortal organisms or ones that are effectively are right yeah certain kind yeah, of I guess smaller things, certain like was it like lobster or crab, there's a certain kind that are,
1: yeah, I think that they're effectively technically immortal, yeah, exactly, they're not this is tough because they're technically immortal, like uh, but they practically aren't, like I think a lobster, I think they'll, they have to shed their exoskeleton to grow. Mm-hmm. And at some point it just costs so much energy right, to so they just shed. Can't do it the, they just can't do it and it'll just right. die.
0: Like, right. But they're, they're not, not limited. Know. I guess the point is there's some like biological, biological immortality, right? Yeah. You're not limited that your cells can't divide anymore, Yeah, which happens yeah, which, for most things.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we got to get into this too, but that the, what I remember reading in college anyway, and I, I guess it's still under debate but that there were these tags uh on your dna or yeah, rna telomeres telomeres exactly that it's like a fuse
0: on every yeah, it's like the shoelace end of your dna yeah exactly
1: that just shortens yep. every time you replicate Yep. and it's basically a yeah you know, this timer on your cells that once the once it's gone you, you get no more copies mm-hmm. it just degrades yeah.
0: yeah i remember hearing about that along with another one which had to do with tracking I don't know if it was amount of phosphorus or something in your body also that just also tracks with aging. I don't remember what mm-hmm. the connection was, but it was it was some something you can track also in terms of nutrition that you just don't do. And there's right. other things too you just don't absorb as well when you get older. So it'll be kind of limited. Yep. I think like B12 yep. and some other vitamins, you just don't really absorb them well as you get older and older. So at some point... I guess you just yeah. inject it into the blood or something, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think those are
1: all, those feel like just symptoms mm. of an underlying yeah, thing, not you know, the like,
0: fundamental problem.
1: Yeah. Like, like maybe if the telomeres are the real thing, right. Then then all of a sudden, like the first effect is that the cells that, you know, replicate the fastest, maybe in your gut, stop doing their thing. And that's why you can't get B12. Right. 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 Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I mean, suppose that's it right hypothesize telomeres are it i mean the main reason that we we can't live forever mm-hmm. why would we have that what's the evolutionary advantage of dying mm-hmm. and this one i mean it took me a while i remember thinking about this in the those college days but that it made sense to me uh that you you know you don't waste resources on you know, creatures living forever when you when you need to reshuffle the DNA. Mm. You the way species win usually is being fast evolving.
0: Right, and you can't right? do that. If you've got to react. Too long.
1: Yeah, exactly. At some point, if everyone mm. lived forever, like, and you got finite resources, you can't evolve. Mm. You're, you're well, stuck.
0: But if you're living forever, then haven't you won evolution? In some sense, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as long as yeah. the. Con-
1: Conditions don't change, right
0: mm. yeah, they you could won. be stuck in a in an evolutionary rut, yeah, like yeah, the dinosaurs exactly.
1: yeah, and I mean, of course, the most successful organisms, right, like bacteria are the shortest lifespan, right like, they evolve insanely fast, right right, which like I mean, we think now, like I mean, even if we just talk about the bacteria that fuck with humans, they have gotten a huge change in conditions which is that we came up with all these antibacterial things. We're like waging war on them all the time.
0: Right. And we see the effects. Yeah.
1: And they're already like in uh, 50 years or whatever, like, nope, we've had a billion generations mm-hmm. and now we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's a good reason, right? I I think it is sort of advantageous to die.
0: In a species sense.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I've, I mean, I've definitely heard about, There are differences in DNA redundancy, Mm -hmm. say, that the chromosomes have. So, like, there are certain species with way more chromosomes, right? Right, Right. That are quite robust. They don't... Mm -hmm. They have a lot of backups to everything, right? Mm So, I mean, of course you take damage. Entropy sucks. There's cosmic rays hitting you. There's whatever, like... Oxygen. Your your DNA is... Yeah, exactly. Your DNA is going to get messed up. And even... Yeah, you'd think without it being, you know, repaired and or super redundant, right? Think of it like a RAID <laughs> array or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't just have a single point failure, or you'll be corrupt in no time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's definitely a, an argument I've heard for why we age, though, is like accumulated DNA damage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I should maybe. Look this up again. But I remember going to a talk a long time ago, and it was about Mm -hmm. something relating to, like, cancer maybe and, like, lung cancer or something. Anyway, it was talking about DNA damage because you constantly accumulate damage. And I think it came down to something, and you're very good at repairing it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the figure I remember that stuck in my head was, I think it was one cell, one mutation per cell per day is what you accumulate, like, Mm. after correction, something like that. And, of course, most of it's junk or the cell dies or... Whatever it was, but it was some it was some ridiculous rate. Like even after crazy correction, you still just accumulate a lot of them, and it just most of it just doesn't do anything. But the rare one right. turns into cancer, or other things like Whoa.
1: that. Yeah, it's remarkable actually, like how, how you don't yeah. just constantly get cancer. Yeah, yeah it's we're amazing. so robust. Yeah, it's well well made.
0: Yeah, just from like said cosmic ray hits a piece of DNA, or there's a mistake in replication, or something going on in a cell, or oxygen free totally. radical goes around and zaps mm-hmm. your dna so it's yep. happening all the time yeah so i don't know i mean
1: there's some trade-off though right like people think well why don't we just have more robust dna right when you have a mega set of chromosomes but yeah you have to pay the energy right. every time right. you replicate That's to build lot. that yeah it's a lot of just downed energy and you need to get those nutrients too you have to get yeah those exactly so like yeah maybe evolutionarily right you could have done that and never get cancer, but you still are going to get outcompeted by the like shitty organisms that are just burning hard and fast and have all this spare energy and take your resources and then die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they replicate like
0: yeah, Yeah. You can't do other stuff that requires energy, like having a a big old brain. That's a lot of energy. Totally.
1: Yeah. It's a tough trade off. Only so many stats to go around. Can't max them all.
0: <laughs> Got to reduce something. <laughs> yep. You want that con at 18.
1: <laughs> exactly. Got to go with cancer prone. Yep. <laughs> okay. But while we're on the subject of the brain, let's think of, like, this in a practical sense. Like, I wonder if, suppose the brain has a finite capacity, right? Has a finite memory, has a finite... Okay you know attention or whatever in, in such a way that you just kind of have a rolling 40 years or something
0: mm.
1: right where you're constantly cutting off the back end and adding new ones but but really you're le- not like this mega entity you're just like a 40 year old or whatever forever yeah but that's that's a big question right like is like how finite is human memory
0: yeah i think they've studied this maybe or it can hold a lot the brain can hold a lot but yeah, it yeah, gets yeah, the, but it definitely gets rid of stuff like if you don't use it if you don't remember things if you don't access it it kind of fades out and so it, it definitely doesn't just keep i mean i think if it could keep everything i don't think you would anyway yeah it certainly doesn't make sense right. to keep everything right right
1: which is like i don't know you see things like hypnotism or whatever where you like thought you forgot something and then they do some trick and now they're recalling crazy details. Right. Which is, I don't know. I'm skeptical at the least. But yeah, I'm I'm still open to it, right? Yeah, do you really have recording them? I think the number I've looked up was like a couple or maybe 20 petabytes is your actual memory. <laughs>
0: i guess the question though is how is it stored like how much how much how much space does it take to record you know your first kiss
1: yeah yeah exactly it's all record sorta, yeah. breakfast from yesterday yeah what is the compression going on yeah. I, I don't know i mean i don't know how this is stored yeah, yeah and I mean, that's the thing too that, yeah which really i mean i think we mentioned this before but you were talking once about how you know memories are super malleable like yeah every time you think of a memory you change it yeah and it sort of made me wonder if you're not like if that's not a beneficial thing in some way if you like recontextualize it uh, into your new mm-hmm. memory map it's now more efficient cuz you're like lumping together experiences and understanding it in terms of other ones
0: yeah i think okay. I, I vaguely remember reading a little bit about this related to like trauma and how you remember that and i think some issues mm. there with being able to not forget it but how it gets kind of incorporated into your memory and yeah. being able to go past it and get beyond it yeah there's something different that happens in traumatic events
1: yeah 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 so okay that's a thing right like and anyway even if it's very large right it can't be infinite
0: <laughs> this is a you know, good limit bigger but less than infinity
1: <laughs> yeah so so if we're talking real immortality yeah. you know a million years from now or whatever. Yeah. You can't have recorded everything you ever saw. It's yeah. it's not possible. So, yeah, I mean, this is a, I think kind of a hard limit in some ways to living forever.
0: If you're dumping memory at some point, you're not you anymore. Yeah. I think that does, do you, um, is that something we see in kind of fiction about immortal beings that they, they have like a perfect memory or they kind of, I feel like that's played in at least a bit like, you know, just like the mem- their memories also aren't perfect and kind of hazy and they don't remember right. what they were even like, you know, a thousand years ago.
1: Yeah. Although uh, this occurred to me, too, like, eh, what if you could enhance your memory artificially? Doesn't seem that hard that you could get like expansion drive. Well, at we, some kind point. Of,
0: we kind of do that now, right? We, s- we record a lot more than we used to. Used to be, totally. you know, whatever you could remember. The, you know, that you could oral tradition. Yeah. Now we have a lot, like little babies yeah. growing up. Now everything's going to be recorded and for totally. public viewing.
1: Yeah, but I've like I've heard of, uh, but there was like a Google Vision, you know, of what Google would be ultimately. Someone said mm-hmm. once, and how it would be seamless with your own thoughts, like you you don't even realize you thought a question, but your brain is linked to the internet Uh huh. and you're just like, like say your lawnmower broke and you just looked at it and part of your brain is like, how the fuck does a lawnmower work? And you didn't even realize you thought it, but now you know, and you just fix it. Like, huh? You know, like eh. anyway, so, like think of it that way suppose you had a seamless memory expansion where it worked the same way your brain did and it had no trouble navigating it it was just now infinite
0: wow i wonder what that would mean right
1: yeah i wonder too like how how it's tied to your personality like how much you can remember at any given time right like do you behave in certain ways because you remember, right. you know, X, yeah. Y, Z, like you got rewarded when you acted like this or you got burned when you did this. So you do, you act yeah, in certain it's, ways. It's got to
0: play into that.
1: Yeah. But I wonder like given enough time, you have, uh, you know, a, a growing number of constraints to your behavior. I wonder if it's
0: like, yeah, you've experienced more and more. Yeah. So it's, it's all going Do you actually,
1: there remain functional or at some point do you just like get a bunch of conflicting desires and whatever until you like can't operate anymore and just freeze up i don't know <laughs> yeah like a yeah inf- I like know.
0: infinite decision infinite um like uh choice paralysis yeah in a way
1: yeah, it's like a you know. There's some machine learnings that that do this, right? They have like limited uh, memory because if you if you look back too far, right, you can't get a gradient, right?
0: Uh right. Yeah, you just wash it all out.
1: Yeah, and also the computation becomes harder and harder, right? right. So yeah. like, yeah, as you get like a million years worth of memory. Now, all of a sudden, every time you do a decision, you have to be like, like, <laughs> computing. Right, right. <laughs>
0: you have a lot more data to fit to. All
1: right. Well, some practical problems, but maybe surmountable. Okay, so that's the biological, anyway. What about if you did a digital representation of yourself?
0: Just the digital projection of your mental self. Oh, God, I can't remember the line.
1: No, I think that's it. Is it? Okay. Yeah, the residual self-image. Oh, yeah,
0: the digital nice. projection. Residual self-image. <laughs> Matrix, should have rewatched yeah. it. So you're talking about, yeah. uh, you know, put your consciousness in on the internet.
1: Yeah, yeah, for example. So, I mean, there you have a pretty easy path to immortality.
0: And what does life mean if you're just a... A consciousness. I mean, was it mean to have consciousness in a squishy, water-filled body? Yeah. <laughs> it
1: seems pretty much the same, except yeah, no, no. You are definitely like at the mercy of the physical world. You know, mm-hmm. this is the whole living in a simulation thing. You get gonna... it eventually start to worry about who is running this thing like right. what if they pull the plug who's paying yeah. that power bill <laughs> yeah exactly uh so you've made yourself way more vulnerable in that way um but yeah yeah i don't know i often see this though like as a dystopian type of thing uh maybe where the, you know, you talk about the basilisk or whatever type of immortalities, right. Where some, something controlling the simulation, like can make it total hell for you. Right. Right. And it is never ending. Like they can change the conditions of your existence, like f- really fundamentally for the worse and forever, which is not something, you know, usually that can happen in the biological world. There's a lot of limitations. Hmm. Yeah. So you, yeah. Also, put yourself at huge risk of eternal suffering.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty big downside. What if everyone else is doing risky. it? What if you're the last man not in a machine? <laughs> right. No. Let's let's say let's you know this is in space. Mm. It's around uh-huh. a star that's got another, you know, whatever, millions of years left in main sequence or whatever mm-hmm. sequence is. You got solar panels everything's repairing, got minerals, right? All the resources are there, all maintained right. by robots, self-correcting, self-maintaining robots, and you're the last mm-hmm. person.
1: Yeah. What I would like, I mean, I just want some kind of guarantee that if I'm done, I can be done. I just really terrifies me the idea of being trapped in there and not ever being able to stop it. Mm. You know? Hmm. Like so I'm not forced I immortality. Would do it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds horrible. I, I'm not saying I would ever choose to end it, but like, I like the thought that I, you know, whatever it is, at least I'm choosing it. You know, like mm-hmm. at least, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that.
1: Which is funny because I mean, you give up control all mm-hmm. over the place mm-hmm. while you're yep. awake. I yep. mean, it's not any different, really. Sure. It's just the. Th- you have yeah. that back door in your
0: mind. You're like right? I could that's jump I mean out of this lift the... car if like it's gonna crash. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Just the possibility of exit like mm-hmm. makes it okay, mm-hmm. makes it acceptable.
0: Maybe that's why some people are terrified a bit of planes and mm-hmm. situations oh, like yeah, that. Man. Right?
1: Talk about an talk about another Matrix reference. That was the whole key, right? You had to, on some level, give people a choice,
0: right? Or they freak the fuck out, right?
1: Yeah, the
0: Matrix yeah, deep all, in our brains tonight.
1: All making sense now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Last thing then that I had on my list. Okay. All right. So, if say evolution, you know, demands that we die, and we we establish that what do we do about organisms that didn't evolve? So artificial organisms, right? Suppose we make AI. Mm -hmm. Do we build in the capacity for it to die? Does it do it for itself? Does it reason that it's beneficial to die also and do that to itself? Like how, how do you structure the lifespan of an artificial consciousness? Go.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a good question. I think it goes back to your uh scenario of having infinite resources and everything. Mm. Right? I mean I think in that context kind of true the computer just has to run and in the times right. you know, in the time scale of like processor cycles years is you know infinitely long <laughs> in comparison mm. to a multi gigahertz yeah. chip, right? So that might be that kind of same scenario if that's does it play a role or not? right yeah i don't know i mean if you don't have, if you have enough memory and hard you just keep on keeping all of them
1: like suppose you have a race of them now you've got a bunch of ai consciousnesses mm-hmm. Con- consciousness. <laughs> conscious knife <laughs> <no. laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah anyway so that they maybe they don't want old ais around either because they get all corrupt and psychopathic after so <laughs> many years and so you know they like make a a new programming rule. You got to die in so many years or whatever. Mm. You know, or even like, I mean, there's certainly are benefits too to like just hitting the reset button. I thought about this with um, education, for example, right? It seems really inefficient in some ways that we keep having a new generation and you got to say, example, teach them algebra every single time. You know, like, good Lord, like, we're spending a lot of energy teaching people algebra, (laughs) you know, like, when it's already known, right? Why are we doing that? It seems inefficient. Uh, But every time you do that, I feel like there's a chance that someone sees it in a different way, and especially in a better way. Right. Like that's how kind of knowledge evolves, right? You kind of, you have to reset it. You don't come up with new ideas when you've learned it and you're 50 years down the line.
0: And right, you just sometimes you need it. to have a fresh perspective you on it. You've
1: got to get a fresh look. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder, too, I mean, if that's another good reason for the, the AIs to do it, right? Like, they're, they're going to stagnate if they don't reset now and then. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it, I wonder, I mean, can... If you make it a conscious decision, right? Immortality is that like fundamentally at odds with consciousness, mm-hmm. right? Which is sort of built to survive. Can you have those coexist in a in within consciousness?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, if that's it's nice for us that it's not coupled, right? The the death bit is physical, and we can't control it, or at least haven't been able to and uh, and the will to survive is in our heads Mm -hmm. yeah but in ai they're the same thing like right yeah it's a heck of a burden right i'd feel bad making one like that
0: because you gave it emotions too while you're at it (laughs) yeah so it feels things
1: could you like design an ai that has some crazy encrypted core that it can't quantum thingy that if it tampers with it, it will die, but that has a timer that kills it anyway. Mm. Would that be better? Is that a more humane thing to create? (laughs) (laughs) We need an answer now, (laughs) John. I just have to select this option on my computer. I've been working on it.
0: (laughs) Well, do you think it would it would happen? You think it's do you think it'll be a sudden point where all of a sudden you have like a consciousness or something? Or or it could be like, oh, this thing that we've been working on was conscious right. all this time and right. we right. Right. were right. just doing whatever.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I probably will be a lot of gray area. A lot of borderline Turing tests, you know. Yeah. Is it conscious yet? Is it not? I don't know. So, I mean, should we start building the death thing in on purpose now? Just so we don't have to murder a bunch of, <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Set death equals. Okay. To true. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ugh, crazy. But that's a thing. It's a very interesting concept that if you were to create something, you would give it that like it, and think of it as a positive thing
0: yeah i mean i guess it depends if you think it is necessary for it to yeah properly evolve or do what you want it to do if you're playing god as creator or you're thinking that maybe it will be useful and needed at some point and you can't do it after the fact yeah you can't take away Excuse me, you can't you exactly. know, add in mortality afterwards.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I think that maybe it's cruel to leave it up to the creature.
0: But what happens Which when they find is, out that you had the choice to give it death yeah. or not and you decided I something? I don't know. Kind of fucked either way, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I, I could see being angry about it, right? I think, I mean, there must be feelings about this for people that are religious in a lot of ways right like mm-hmm. I don't know if there even are religions that don't have that have an immortal deity but no afterlife but it would seem sort of unfair on some level that an immortal thing would make you not immortal right yeah yeah and people resentful of that would the robots resent us for doing that And anyway, I mean, we are basically entering this phase, right? The cruel phase, right? We found this back door, and and now it is a conscious decision. And Hmm. I I don't know. Do I consider it cruel? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, you also have to assume that, like, anything you make is crackable, right? Especially if we're talking singularity. I mean, we could make this thing, but... I mean, unless it's unless there really is a fundamental, like, quantum mechanical physics thing that we could do, ca- I mean, probably these things could figure a way around it. They're going to be smarter than us. Yeah.
0: I mean, if we might figure a way around it, why wouldn't something else?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that seemed pretty foolproof probably <laughs> a million years ago, <laughs> like... They're not gonna figure their own DNA out like <laughs>
0: <laughs> What did we learn today, Brandon?
1: Good question. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't decided.
0: learn that brandon needs immortality to decide if he wants to be immortal (laughs) yeah that's it
1: i'm just gonna try it out one for one infinity and then (laughs) and then i'll get back (laughs) to you on that (laughs) yeah yeah like this podcast like <laughs> um, like in a thousand years, I might really regret having done this, but as is <laughs> yeah, whatever uh,
0: good for at least a thousand years should be our put that on our can. <laughs>